Hello, everybody. Wanted to uh, say thank you guys for tuning in to the show today. The quality is a bit uh, shoddy and uh, it impacts the quality of the recording. Uh, but honestly, we really loved what uh, we did today on today's show. Um, we would like to apologize for the poor poor quality on our end. Uh, but please, please, uh, you know, bear with us. And hopefully uh, you can enjoy bits and parts of the show. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, y'all? Hello, hello. And we also have a special guest today. We've got uh, Obi. Obi, who's joining us today. Uh, he's a friend of ours and uh, an avid listener of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a Manchester United fan, so he's going to be talking about uh, Manchester United today. How are you doing, Obi? I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I got to talk about the team. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Obi, um, you know, most most of the folks don't obviously don't know know you, uh, but uh, just kind of a brief uh, brief touch up on uh, Manchester United for you. Like, uh, when did you start supporting Manchester United? Um, I started supporting Manchester United um, probably like when I was like in my early teens, like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, Back in um, back in Nigeria, so we had we had all of these options. Like you know, you had your, your popular Chelsea, you had your Madrid, but mm-hmm. like just something about Maya and the Red, you know, the Red Devil, you know. So yeah, I've I've always been a fan. Like this was this was even like back I think back Prime Beckham, Prime Beckham yeah. years. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, I, I didn't go all the way back to like when when we won the. Uh, with with uh, Ferguson, right against Bayern. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The who was uh, who was your favorite uh, uh, United player at the time? Um, it was Beckham? It was David? Yes, Beckham. The way, Beckham. The way his hair, his hair, the way he like curved <laughs> the balls. I even got his Adidas boots. Like, I, you know, you know, David Beckham was my guy. Yeah, that <laughs> was my guy. No, that's cool, man. No, that that's 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 crazy because it's funny. I actually have not asked you this question. Now I'm thinking about yeah. it. I think I've never asked you because my own favorite uh, uh, United player is Beckham all time. Honestly, till yeah. today, I, I can't still, I can't still say I I like another football player as much. Uh, for me, it's always been Beckham, and as you said too, his style, his swag, you know, the nice hair. You know, good looking dude, he comes in, everybody wants to be like him, right? But he can also play football too, right? So, um, you know, that's what made me fall in love with, uh, you know, David Beckham and his football. No, that's crazy, that's crazy. But, but anyway, Beckham became too egotistical. Nah, he didn't, nah, he did not actually. But either way, that's that's Fergie fell out with everybody, including Roy Keane, you know, and Roy Keane is like Mr. Machine and he fell out with Roy Keane, so. Fergie falls out with all his boys. That's just what he does. Uh, but anyway, regardless, it's what it is. Um, but we'll get right into the show, guys. So big weekend weekend this 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 weekend. Like we're as as of recording right now, uh, it's Sunday night, um, and uh, obviously you guys all know the results between Manchester United and Chelsea. You guys are lucky. <laughs> so we'll we'll get right into it. So uh, Chelsea today's focus is going to be you know specifically on these two teams. Yeah. Um, and uh, Obi, we just kind of want to get your own opinion on uh, you know uh, 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 
on on the on the game and also as well um as of last or last week now uh it has been announced on the athletic that uh rafa rangnick rafa rangnick is, is going to become the new interim manager of manchester united mm-hmm. as well um he is also going to be working for six months uh as the interim manager and then after that he's going to be taking on a consultancy role uh you know, uh, for two years. So mm-hmm. this is interesting news because if anybody had listened to our podcast last time, we were talking. We were talking exactly <laughs> about this. We we're talking about hey, maybe United should get a guy like Ragnick. You know, I mean, we put up a bunch of names, but you yeah. know, our pick was maybe Ragnick should be the guy, and then you know he goes into a director of football or something, yeah. right? So it's a lot. It's very interesting. So we're going to be talking about that today with uh, with Vic. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on on that in general. But then before we you know, get into anything crazy, how did you guys see the game? Obi, how was the game for you? Um, well, the game, to be honest, like with everything that's going on right now, it's like, like tensions are high, I feel like. So, like I was even kind of like Roy Keane and like Paul mm. saying, like, is Kyrie really the guy? You know, all these players, the, the same players that Ole had, the same tactics that Ole had is very mm-hmm. similar to what Carrick um, is implementing right now. So, um, my my thought even before the game, I was like, "Oh man, let me these chances are going to play. Are they going to be like give more efforts? Um, you know, like play with more hearts." Um, but the fact Stanford Bridge and and get a point, like I, I felt like that was um, that was good. Um, I was excited for that, and even seeing um, Sancho. Uh, score, uh, I was excited for that. Uh, but then also like Ronaldo on the bench um, mm-hmm. was kind of like iffy. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be another like headline on the news again, you know. So um, I, was, I was excited for the points. I was very excited for the point because to be honest, like I thought we we're gonna like get beat. Um, <laughs> yeah, should have gotten beat. I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, there's no way we're in this game because like, like, like Keen said, right? It's the same players. Like, you're not motivated. Mm-hmm. They're not tracking back against the other previous games that we're losing. We're getting trashed with Liverpool, right? Like, are they going to like put any more effort in this in this Chelsea game? So, mm-hmm. I was I was, yeah, I was okay good. with the results. Yeah, I was okay. Well, fair, fair enough. Um, what do you think about the Ronaldo? I know you said it was a, it's going to be a headline, but what do you think about him being benched? Um, what? Well, it's it's a I see like of it, right? like they're paying these guys so much money, right? Mm. And then the part that we're at right now in the team, like where we want to go, like for me, it makes sense for him to like take a game off, right? You know, or like take some minutes off his off his legs, right? But personally, I was I was very open to it. I was I was okay with him staying on the bench for a little bit, like just rest, you know, like see how the game is from the bench. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, with the way Kyrie had us set up was everybody has to, like, put in effort, you know? Like, granted, like, your typical, like, Rashford is not going to, like, track back all the time, you know? Like, or your Marshalls are not always going to track back all the time. But some games like this where, we're, like, we need, like, that to be compact, you know? We need everybody to, like, put in that extra effort. Like, like to me, it made sense, mm-hmm. right? But it's a game with... So... 
him playing that very um, beneficial for us. So, at the end of the day, I feel like it all depends on on the um, on on the score. So, yeah. interesting, interesting, very interesting take. Um, so, Vic, for for you guys, I know before we get into the Chelsea segment mm-hmm. uh, for you. What do you think about uh, Ronaldo being benched today? I thought it was the best option, actually. Were you, as a Chelsea fan, were you happy to see Ronaldo not playing? Or I didn't. You... I didn't care. <laughs> you didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. It don't matter who's playing. We still have our system. We know how to deal with it, right? Yes. But I think uh, this should. This actually started to seem like a game that would have been beneficial for Ronaldo, in a way. <laughs> Because the he can just play um, high and they just send him the ball. But the thing is, like, uh, you have Jaden Sancho there, right? And you have Mo Sancho and Bruno that can deliver the ball to Ronaldo, right? So he can make moves. But in the sense where they were sitting so deep, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to have him there. Because if they're sitting so deep, it's pretty much like now they're playing in their own half, so they definitely need a false nine to do that, right? And I think that's kind of in a way where uh, Michael Carrick got it right uh, by definitely making Bruno a false nine and then having him just sit because he knew they were going to park the bus regardless, right? So it played into the tactics that he was going for. And I guess um, he was probably probably in his thought process, he was like, Ronaldo can defend. So why would Ronaldo be in the game? In the in the in the beginning, right? Yeah. So I think that kind of played in the thought process. Interesting. Yeah. I um I personally I thought uh I, I thought he got that wrong. I, I would have bench Rashford. Um, you know I know everybody says um you know Ronaldo doesn't press. We've said it before on the show. He doesn't press, but I mean at the end of the day, he's thirty six. The guy never used to press. Mm-hmm. He's not going to start pressing now. Um, but I felt that if we had. I think I feel like if we had started with Ronaldo, the outcome probably would have still ended up being the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always are in it. There's like, always that lethal, lethal threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where if you leave him in the box, you, you can't, you cannot, you cannot um, lose sight of Ronaldo, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my own, my own thing. I know. I, yeah. I, I personally, you guys all know me with, with the whole Ronaldo situation. I, I've always said. I've always made my position clear, mm-hmm. but I think on this game, this is one of the biggest games in the league. Where you should play you, Ronaldo. You put him in. Yeah. You put him in. Like, and, and as you said, Obi, Rashford doesn't track back. What's the point then? Like, if Rashford's not going to track back and he doesn't have quality in his uh, execution or in, in, his, uh, in the final third, mm-hmm. why don't you just get a guy like Ronaldo who has that already for you, mm-hmm. right? So... But in the same in the same sense, they were. If you look, the game was played majority in Manu's half. That's true, right? That is so, true. Um, if you had Ronaldo there, would it make a difference, right? The difference is you have somebody who can properly hold the ball. True. That's the key thing, right? In a game, anytime you play against teams that are very, like your system is okay. I'm gonna, you know, uh, go back, mm-hmm. go on a low block, protect the back line. As much as I hate this part of this side of this style of football, at the end of the day, that's it's football, right? But if you're going to be doing that, what you need to do is make sure that you know uh, you have a guy that can hold up play. Mm-hmm. Now, Ronaldo, I don't think he's the best in hold up, but he can give you better than Rashford, right? 
Absolutely. Right. He's more experienced. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Uh, Chelsea. So what's going on with Chelsea? Let's talk about Chelsea. Um, first, before I get to you, Victor, you have a lot of opinions about this. I want to hear what Obi has to say. Obi, what did you think yeah. about uh, Chelsea? What did you think about how they how they how they performed? Um, I, I thought they I thought they played well. Um, I guess like, same same thing like with Jorginho and his um, his poor touch right uh, led to the goal. Um, mm. That's and then their uh, their coach like giving excuses in the world. I'm talking about the the, <laughs> the, the, the headlights and the the floodlights. Com- complain about that, you know. Uh, Chelsea played well. Chelsea played well. I was, I mean, I was. Well, obviously Chelsea played well, but they could have trashed us more, mm-hmm. you know. But if they if I they had scored, it was a draw. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if they had scored the first goal, yeah, if they had scored that first goal, like where where I think Odoi had a very beautiful chance, if they had scored that, that would have that would have been game, like I think it would have been game over from the start. We need to we need to get into this. I'm getting I'm getting yeah. fired up. But that was good. I know you're getting fired <laughs> up. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but if you look at it, um, De Gea, I'm, I know. I, you know. Let me ask you this, Obi. Have De Gea really changed or improved your opinion about him this season? Um, how have you felt about De Gea in the past in this past season uh, compared to before? Uh-huh. Well, this last few weeks, he's come through. This is the old. This is the old De Gea. Like this is the uh, the the player of the year for Manu De Gea. Like he's now he's like he's coming through because what happened. But with um, with Dean Henderson, when he had the COVID issues and he had to like stay back for a little bit, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to De Gea. Man, just felt like the whole pressure. Like he just somehow. Uh, just rose above it. Like even now, he's, he seems a lot more confident for some reason, mm. right? So like, I'm I'm enjoying this this, this Degar. I even see him all fired up and like barking at the defenders, you know? And like, like I love that. Like that's that for mm-hmm. me is hard, right? Like, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Like if if Chelsea had scored first, or even our that Rudiger shot shot, like if Chelsea mm-hmm. if Chelsea had scored first, the game. I feel like Chelsea might have, might have really like flogged us, like the mother mother won by by big by big margin, you know, like if if they mm-hmm. had scored first for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, um, I'm impressed with the guy right now though. He's, he's he's coming through for us. Yeah, no, he really he really is. I I'm, I'm actually impressed. I think in fact I think uh, Dean Henderson makes him improve better because he sees that competition, and then he's like, this guy may take may take my spot. So he he has to like improve. Unlike before, there was kind of there was a time when De Gea was just feeling nonchalant about things and you know whatnot. Um, but since Dean Anderson has really been pushing him and been gunning for that first place uh, position, uh, we think De Gea like really improve on on his side. But now the Chelsea side, you know Chelsea, where in my opinion there were there were some chances I was just like that should have been two goals, three goals, Vic. What happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We should have won this game. Okay. It's point blank. We should have won this game. 18 shots, clear cut chances, and did not bury it. Mm. I said I said this in the beginning of the of the of the, what do you call it? I said this on the group chat. We will regret not studying policy. I think but I don't 
there's a reason why I, would there's you, a reason why I'm saying that. You guys had chances to score though. Bro, no this is the thing. No Pulisic equals no big game player to get that job done. Mm. This is the thing. Hudson Odoi is good. I love Hudson. I have nothing against Hudson, but you don't play Hudson in these games. Like you would play him basically as the sub in these games, right? Okay. Pulisic should have started this game. I'm going to be 100% here. If Pulisic had that chance that Hudson had, mm. we'll be up 1-0 at least. Then Hudson Odoi and and uh, and Werner definitely pissed me off this game. Jorginho was being stupid by not heading that ball out. Why did he try to take the control? We know Jorginho has a good touch. It's point blank. We know that's clear that he has a good touch. But you're the last man, bro. And, and another thing, why is he the last man in that situation? Usually it's Kante. So but I guess maybe because Kante was not there. But like, bro, come on. Like, you're the, the ball being flipped over got... Man, you pressed him because they knew his back was turned. Yeah. And that was perfect, uh, the perfect trigger pressing right there. Mm-hmm. And they got it spot on, Sancho. Another thing I want to say, Rashford, he's stupid. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm saying this. Because I was praying to God Sancho passed that ball. Because if Sancho passed the ball, Rashford was offside. He, an offside. he, he was offside. offside. And and I was like, I was pretty much like, bro, like you are running directly with this guy, but you're ahead, and you're ahead of the ball, not even that you're ahead of him, you know. And Sancho made the right decision when he faked out and made Mendy move, and then he slotted it right. Okay, are we, are we feeling much for the stupid? What? Um, His IQ is very low. His football IQ. Right? Yeah, this is what, this is why we, this is what we were talking. Let's just get OBS. Yeah, Victor. Victor, did you notice that like? When Rashford was, because Rashford was pretty much going the opposite. It felt like Rashford was kind of confusing um, your goalie, though. You, you, you didn't see that angle. I feel like that's, it felt like Rashford drew your goalie out to the other yeah. side. And then all Sancho had to do was just like do the dummy. That bottom corner was like free. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can, I, like, I get your point. I get your point right. there. But still, there's a way to do that and still pull the goalkeeper on opposite direction, right? right, right but right. he's so tight with him. And on top of that, he's offside. Right. He's offside. Like, bro, you can't do that. Like, that's such, a, that's such a clear opportunity. You either make the run wide so when you get the ball, the keeper can't reach you, mm-hmm. you know? There was this, um, um, I don't know who, who did this. Was it De Gea? Or somebody, the ball was coming. It's not in this game. There was another game I was watching, and I guess like the ball, the ball got pushed to the to the to the area, and the guy pretty much recovered it. I think it was De Gea in Villarreal's game. Pretty much like um, I, I think so. I can't remember. He he scooped the ball. He like scooped the ball because it's that close to him. Yeah. In an in, in an instant like that, Rashford should be a bit wider, and you should not be offside. That's why I'm saying, like, that IQ there is ridiculous. Like, as much as you wanted to be touch tight with, with, with uh, Sancho. You, can, you, cannot be, you cannot be touch tight with Sancho. Sancho. My, I, I think what Rashford did was okay from the side. Like, okay, both of us are going to both attack. <laughs> and it's going to be basically a 2v1, right? And that's the way Rashford would do what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. 
I think when you now go to the side, though, mm -hmm. and you now look, if Rashford had been maybe, you know, a few yards, I don't, I don't care. I think he did what the right thing. I just think what he was just doing was Rashford knows he's a taller guy. Yeah. He's very quick, right? Why are you getting yourself outside in a position like that? And yeah. I, was, I actually sent a message in one of my other chats. I sent a message. I said, look, I'm glad Sancho didn't pass that ball. Yeah. Because been if outside. he had passed that ball, Chelsea would not be done. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's what it is, right? It is what it is. We can't be picking up on slim pickings here. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, even Michael Owen spoke about this. Yeah. He spoke about it. He was like, what is Rashford doing? I know. And I was like, this is why I wanted him to pass the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, but good on Sancho. I always said Sancho needed time. Like, you know, I'm a huge guy of Sancho fan. Even though he's with Manchester United, he played for Dortmund first, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I always support my boys in black and blue, regardless, like, you know, wherever they're going. And I know Sancho is such a huge talent, and eventually he's going to come really good. And with Ragnik coming in, that is even more of a, of a thing that's going to spark. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's going to know how to use all these players. And he, he may not be in the job for, like, long. Six months is his, is his tenure. But after that, he can go on and get, like, Ten Hag, who's going to come in and then evolutionize this whole team again. Interesting. Right? Interesting that you mentioned Ten Hag. Keep that, keep that thought. Yeah. Um, Obi, will this, will this United team work for Ragnar? Do you think right now? Because... Well, if you look, right, in the last two games, Carrick, right, um, has uh, uh, managed a win and a tie, right? Um, and all of a sudden, first of all, and actually there's two questions. Do you think that this team right now, the way they're playing, uh, is any, how would I say, is it any better? Do you really see any tangible difference between what they're doing now and what Ole was doing? And with this squad, do you think that this squad will even work for Ragnik? Um, well, to terms of the first question, I, I just feel like, for me, it's just attitude, right? Like, it's just heart and desire. Uh, with mm. Ole and, like, having all these, like, it just felt like it was the same old excuses, right? It just felt like it was the same whole, old, like, non-hustle plays. And, like, post-game, you come and you say, um, we're not prepared or we should have done this better, we should have done that better. Um, but then now, because like, like, um, like Roy Keane said, right? Like it's pretty much the same players. The only difference is now, like maybe Big Van der Beek is getting more minutes, um, and mm -hmm. so is uh, so is Sancho. So to be honest, like I, I, I feel like when we're having those bad results for me, and I, I'm, I think we, I, I spoke to you about it a few times. Like I just feel like it's just attitude, right? Like mm -hmm. there's no way like Liverpool should beat us four zero, or like we can't score one against them, you know. Like, all this, some of the score lines were just very, very, I just felt like it was more of a, um, uh, a desire as opposed to, like, the score line. Because this, this team's another, we have a really good team. We have, we have mm -hmm. a really, really good team. Our team is probably worth, if not, if not up to how many billion, like almost a billion, mm. right? Like, our team, our team is really good. Um, and then I, I remember I came across where they were saying, I think Razi, uh, uh, Neville was saying, he thought, I think he tweeted and he said he believed uh, the team was selected by uh, by Ralph. And I'm like, when, once Ralph comes in, like, these guys have to, like, you know, like, put in that extra effort, right? They have to, like, know 
that now, like now, if you're not doing well, you're you're gonna be sought out. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Ole, Ole was very very like kind hearted guy, and like I read I read a few places where they were saying how like how they were not happy with how Ole was treating um, Van de Beek um, or Sancho not getting minutes, but apparently mm-hmm. they were saying, but who knows how true this is, right? So they were saying how like Ole is a very very nice guy, like he's not like in, in your face type of guy. So, but with with Ralph, like Ralph is going to like the, all the extra dead wood that we need to like get rid of, all the extra like bad attitude, like no hearts, um, maybe even Pogba, you know, like players like Pogba. Like, who knows? Like I'm, 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 I'm very excited. I, I, I think we have the team to succeed. But yeah, and he, obviously we we'll probably need to buy some more players because like our midfield, like I don't think like we have our engine is strong enough, to be mm-hmm. honest. <clears throat> Um, uh, uh, Obi mentioned, um, you know, the, the problem with this team is, you know, this team is good, you know, the heart and desire. The second question will come up is, is this team good enough for Raf and whatnot? Mm-hmm. But do you think it's a lack of desire or a lack of uh, hearts that they don't have? Like, what is the what is the problem here with this squad? Like, is it is that all it takes to just manage... United no, players, absolutely. It's not all it, all it takes to manage an actual club. You need, you need tactical um, awareness. You know what I mean? Like mm. basically, I just think uh, Manchester United has not been set up properly tactically in a very long time. Right? Yeah. It, 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 yes, being heart and desire is always a good thing. Yeah, we're not gonna dispute that. But you still need something. You know what I mean? Like. Um, you're not going to come and play a game all day and say, oh, yeah, man, you know, we're ready for this game. We're going to come out. We have our heart and desire ready to play. And then people come with tactical stuff and just whack you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you need more than that. Like, and that's that, that's why you have coaches. So do you see do you see an improvement then with what Carrick has been doing? Because last game, we won. And then again... We we tied this game. I just think I just think it's through the tide, you know. Basically, like uh, when Ole first came in, right? Yeah, Manu was firing, right? I think it's the same thing, like. But it's like it's gonna disappear eventually. It's gonna disappear. It's like maybe a honeymoon stage, but the honeymoon stage is maybe for like a couple weeks, and then after that, Ralph will come in, right? Yeah. So maybe um. Obi, another thing I wanted to touch on, they asked uh, Michael Carrick on, at the at the interview if Ralph had anything to do with his with his team selection or uh, benching Ronaldo and all that, and he said no. So yes, I don't. Uh, yes. I don't. But, but, I don't what, but what do you think he was going to say? Though? Like, was he really going to say say yes? Yes, I mean, Ralph selected the team. <laughs> ah, yes, bro. If if Ralph was there, Ralph would be like, yeah, that was me. I did that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's not going. He's not going to shoot. This is the thing, man. You people need to understand now. Like you're now entering a German realm. You know what I mean? Germans don't give a fuck, bro. Like they don't care. You know what I mean? Like as as once they come in, they say it's my decision. I made that decision, and I, I stand by it. You know what I mean? So they're not so going to sugarcoat anything. So are you guys saying then that is Ralph Rodnick for sure called up? and say, hey, I've watched you guys' training videos. I'll see what's going down. Don't start Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Here is your lineup. Start this lineup, and then the, the goal is simple. Compact and press. I don't think so. He hasn't signed his contract yet, right? 
he, he's the, the, the papers are in the work. The papers are yeah, in the work. He's just waiting, but, waiting for his work permits. Yeah, he's waiting for his work permit. Yeah. So basically, he hasn't signed his contract yet. He has no right yet to start telling people what to do in the Man U club. Well, Carrick is going to be working under him. Yes, he will. Absolutely. But as well, he has not signed his contract yet. He's not even a Man U person yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Carrick is going to still make his decisions regardless because he, see, he oversees what's happening right now. Mm. You know what I mean? When Ralph comes in, then, yeah, we can talk about that. But we already know, based on what Ralph had said in previous, uh, in previous interviews, in previous, um, um, when he was talking to Athletic and all that, and mm-hmm. he said, I will bench Ronaldo, and look, Shaw is not <laughs> fit enough, and he's not at the level that he needs to be anymore. He said that. That's yeah, the, that yeah. Ronaldo is in big trouble. He's actually in massive trouble when Ragnick comes in because Ragnick's not gonna. He's not gonna give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's gonna do things the way he he wants to do it. Okay, so you're saying you're saying Ronaldo yeah. is not gonna get an opportunity. I want to hear what Obi has to say. Obi, is this true? Yes. You think under Ragnick, he's not gonna get chances under him? Um, no, I, I think he'll get chances, um, but that's that's, that's another thing. He'll come that's, in as a super sub. That, that's another thing, though. Like, even when we were keen on Zikaraga, um, I believe, we're going back and forth um, on on the post game. It's like, like, why did we really, why did we bring Ronaldo? Like, I feel like Ronaldo was 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 a sentimental buy. Yeah. In the sense was. that, like, I feel like, I feel like uh, this is just my own subjective. I think you know, like, I feel like them, them guys, like them Alex Ferguson, right? Like them. All them boys up there, like they decided that Ronaldo should because right now, where we are right now, like I don't think Ronaldo is the person that we need right now. But I say that to say this. I think having Ronaldo there, I think Ralph is gonna find a way to use Ronaldo. But with Ronaldo putting that effort, like we're seeing what's happening with PSG. I know that's a totally different um case study with uh, with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. Um but if these guys, if these big superstars, and Grant Ronaldo is also high up in age, 36, he has a lot of mileage on his legs, right? Yeah. So, yes, but we Ronaldo want to put in that extra, like, effort, that extra um, um, run or, like, breath, you know, like that extra push to go get oh, the yeah. ball. He, he will. He, 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 will absolutely, right. he will absolutely put it in. He will put, he right. will put so that it's work all, in. It's all workforce. It's on Ronaldo's courts, right? Mm. Will, will Ralph use them? Because we pay Ronaldo a lot of money, mm. right? And Ronaldo, Ronaldo is beloved by the, by the, by the fans, mm-hmm. right? So do I think Ralph is going to use them? Do I think they're going to work? Yes, but I think it's all up to Ronaldo. Interesting. Um, just to kind of uh, uh, jump over to uh, another side, we're going to be back again to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I really want to kind of touch on this because this, I, I, I think this is a good thing to cover. Jorginho. Yeah. Ballon d'Or. Oh, absolutely, man. Let's, let's hold up. Ballon d'Or. <laughs> right? uh, so everybody is saying, you know, he should be Ballon d'Or. After this performance today and recent performances, this guy skied what? Two penalties? I guess, for Italy. For Italy. Yeah. He's missed uh, opportunities for Italy. He made a you know, big mistake today. Mm-hmm. That's not Ballon d'Or worthy. You know, if in fact many persons seeing this, people are like, hmm, this is not should we even be thinking of this guy as the next Ballon d'Or? Um 
you know, you're saying obviously, absolutely, we know your stance on this. Mm-hmm. Obi, what do you think about that? Like, do you think this guy should be a bond or candidate or what? Um, well, well, to be honest, like I don't really, I don't follow, um, I don't follow Chelsea's game a lot or Italy's games. Um, mm. But I, I do think me, me, the way I, I'm not, I'm not as as brutal as as Ikenna is or, or, or Ikenna sounds. <laughs> like me saying Chelsea, I thought Chelsea played a good game. He's like, no, Chelsea played a good game. Um, it, it's only one. It, it's the totality of the game. Right, like mm. he's a he's a solid player. Like I, I don't think I'm not one of those people that will use one mistake, you mm. know, or two, a couple mistakes. It's all the totality of your game, right? That's that's how me I, I see the um the, the Ballon decision. Like I don't I don't think it's just one one miscontrol, you mm. know, or the two penalties, you know, or like whatever, whatever. I think it's is is the whole package, like what he brings to the team. That's what should be looked at. Interesting. Yeah. No, good, good, uh, 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 you know, good uh, points uh, to be made there. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, I, I think Lewandowski is the guy, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it's Jorginho. I also heard Messi again, which I think yeah, they, 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 they say Messi has already won. Yeah, which is disgusting. And all the, all the things on Twitter yeah. is going off, and like Messi will claim his whatever. seventh, uh, seventh ball. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like uh, that's just because of the Copa de, um, what do you call it? The, the, yeah, the, the, I can't remember what's called again. Yeah, I forget it's, the yeah, the South American Cup. Yeah, South American Cup. I can't remember his name, but. Still, uh, it's what it is. Messi, I guess, uh, it looks like the next guy. But we'll wait and see. Hopefully, it's Lewandowski. Hopefully, it's Jorginho. Honestly, they should. They, it it should be another shocker, basically by giving it to another midfield like they did with Luka Modric, right? Yeah, it should be another shocker. And I'm I I, I want to see football be shocked again, you know, because Jorginho deserves it, man. Like, regardless of these 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 people, even today, like let's not. Let's not kid ourselves. One mistake, he made one mistake, but he well, he played magnificently today. Absolutely magnificently. Like the recovery, this the, the way he recovers the ball and puts it in that half, man. Like yeah. that is just something so beautiful. Like we were talking about, like um, I was talking with Ahmad about the Thiago Alcantara against like Jorginho, right? But there's some things that Thiago Alcantara can do that Jorginho can't do, but there's also things that Jorginho can do that Thiago can't, right? So, like, you got to look at it in a sense where it's like, what is he bringing to the team? And what he brought to the team was an ability to win the ball so up high with Kante, making us win the UEFA Champions League. The ability to win the ball so up high with Italy, making Italy win the freaking Euros, right? So, like, those things all come into play. People always look for, like you say, people always look for stats, right? Yep. They always look for stats all the time, but what is the build-up? Like, how are they creating these chances? Who's the guy who's connecting the passes? Like, we talked about this last week, right? Yep. The coach's eye, you know what I mean? Like, you, you you need to watch games without just highlights, you know what I mean? You need to yep. see how things are being created, who's involved, like, where the passes are going, all of that. And Jorginho is at the middle, in the midst of the dangerous midfield and still creating all these chances and sending all these passes that make things happen. Like, so I don't think we can dispute and say Jorginho is not a Ballon d'Or worthy. And he still built himself out today, right? He still built himself out. 
the the misses in uh in Italy, yeah, it's a penalty, man. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna score every single penalty in your entire career, right? You're gonna miss some. You're gonna miss some, but the 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 goal is to score more than you miss. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Awesome. Well, that was good. That was good. You made your you guys made your points nice and clear. Love it. Um. But we need to we need to go back to Chelsea in this game because like I don't think I'm finished just yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. This. This game, like, Pulisic should have been playing. Like I said earlier, uh, there's a reason why I say that. Because he would have had the ability to make the decision not to play the ball on the ground against De Gea, but to chip him. Mm-hmm. And he would have scored that. And that, th- these are things that Hudson Odoi still needs to learn. But Pulisic has it in his locker because he has done it, yeah. right? So, um, as well, why, when James has the ball, why are you guys staying in the box and dropping? You know Reed is looking for the four court, the, the four post. Mm-hmm. He's gonna send the ball every time to the four post. Why are Hudson and Timo Warner not running for those? Mm-hmm. That was something that really pissed me off because I'm like, you've been playing with this guy for like almost how long now? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You've been playing, you know how he plays. Reese is looking for the four post. Get to the four post. Chances are being missed there. Loftus Cheek was amazing, playing beautifully with Jorginho in the midfield. Ziek was also good, but the only thing is Ziek's got to finish these chances as well. You know what I mean? Hudson Odoi, I think, I think honestly, like today was one of the games that he absolutely, absolutely pissed me off. Okay. Running in the in the in the wings, and he's holding the ball for too long. Release it. Guys are making their run in. What happens when you're when you're holding the ball for too long is now you have given Manu the chance to set again. I would I would say possibly going to me wasn't well. I think uh, if anything he was he was making himself available. Yeah, he was doing everything he could. But that I would I would actually say the person who probably should not have been playing for Chelsea in this game was the. Yeah. Um, I would, if you if you want to make the case for yeah. Chelsea to join, I don't don't bother too much about Arsenal joining. I was like, more about what's also annoyed me because he had those chances in the in the final third yeah. when he should have released the ball. The touches were off as well, yeah. so he was not able to control them properly. You know what I mean? But in honestly, Ziek, Hudson Adoy, and Werner should all have been subbed off. You know what I mean? And this is Toko got it right with Hudson Adoy, absolutely one hundred percent. He got it right. He got it right with Werner as well. And then um, Zeek ended up coming off later, or, or did I can't he? Remember, but it looks like it. Well, he ended up he ended up playing the the full duration of the game. But like they should have, they I think I think honestly, Pulisic should have come in earlier. He waited so long to the 70, 78 minutes to make his first to make his first substitution. He waited yeah. till seventy eight minutes, yeah. and that was like you, you're giving a guy twelve minutes only to come in and do something, right? Yeah. And rightfully so. Some guys can do that. Pulisic yeah. can do that, absolutely. And he almost did it yeah. when he sent that ball over to Rudiger. <laughs> but Rudy, yeah. that, what we call that is a defender's finish. <laughs> yeah. It's a defender's finish. But if he had just, like, maybe chested it or, like, let it drop and then smashed it, that would have been a goal yeah. easily. But uh, we're, we're, we're around the lock, uh, run of the lock here, and we didn't get it done. And this is another thing why I said that game against Burnley, we should have finished. This game, we should have finished. 
So now I don't want this to end up becoming a season where it's like we should have finished. Because mm-hmm. when you say we should have finished, that's mm-hmm. when you're going to not win the league, yeah. right? So, and that's, that's pretty much our, that should be our focus. Yes, the performance was very good. The recoveries were amazing. We ended up playing majority of this game in Manchester United's half, kind of like City were doing. Yeah. But, like, we should have buried our chances because that's where City is known for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't matter the type of goals they're scoring, they're scoring those goals that, that will guarantee those three points. And they walk away scot-free with that. Yeah. And they even buried uh, West Ham. It was in, in the last 10 minutes, right? And they won this game. And it's like... We can drop points, man, because like there's such in a in a in a race right now with City and Liverpool who are clinching and coming heavy, and you can't drop any single point. Don't matter if it's against Manchester United, Man U should be an easy easy team for pretty much like everybody. Man City got their points. Liverpool, oh yeah, we got our bed beckoning points. We got it. Chelsea, then the fire only. Yeah. I hate this shit, man. <laughs> I swear to God, when when all the time it's like it's like everybody gets their cake, but when it's time to play for Chelsea, when it's time for, for Chelsea like to play them, yeah, they freaking get a managerial <laughs> change that just makes them. I I I actually thought that was hilarious because everybody we are we are picking up points uh, from Man uh, U United, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden uh, we we fire only. And then next game, uh, you know, it's against Villarreal. And then after it's Chelsea. Yeah. So just fine. Because then, honestly, I knew, like, you're going to get that, you know, recent bounce, mm-hmm. right? So, but uh, either way, no, this is good. Good point you made. Yeah. I think you guys are still doing good. Yeah, uh, like like, like I said, the performance was good. Like, it was a very interesting performance and very, like, um, intense. The intensity was there. And you could see, like, a lot of, a lot of good things. And uh, I was actually talking with uh, this guy I met at soccer earlier um, um, tonight, mm-hmm. and he said he said it's crazy because I don't even think Chelsea is at seventy percent yet. He's like, think about next season when they're actually at maybe like eighty nine, ninety percent. They're gonna be more. I'm gonna say right deadly. now, if, if this is their seventy percent, they probably make it season. Yeah, um, every everybody's coming. Just, everybody's coming. Anyway. That's now we're covering over here for uh, Chelsea. We're going to talk about full-time now. We're going right into Manchester United. We're going to cover the rest of uh, what's going down. So, oh, yeah. Ravnik is coming. This is the plan. Ravnik is going to come interim. And then uh, he will now be in a consultancy role. Obi, do you think... So, last time United did something like this with, with Ole. They said, okay, Ole is going to be the interim manager. When we get to uh, May, we were gonna get a permanent manager. They, they didn't even wait, wait till May. They, didn't wait till the they, they gave him. They gave him the permanent uh, role, and then all of a sudden, we started to see United just mess about. You know, the four 0 loss against Everton. Um, I remember. I think was it two one or three one against Arsenal or two nothing against Arsenal. Um, the results were bad, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Do you think Manchester United has the balls? To or the cojones to stick with this plan, uh, like you mean the plan being to hire um, Ralph like permanently. 
No, so they're going to hire Ralph uh, for six months, six months, and then after they're going to put him into a consultancy role. Right. Do you think he's going to stick to the plan? Yeah, I, I hope so. I because that's the most for me, right? Like, I feel like a lot of the times, like it's it's we Manchester United, like it's it's the excitement, right? Mm. Like with Ole, with Ole's, I feel like it was just like Ole was getting good results. Like everyone was, everything seemed to be like we lost that bad taste of the Mourinho um, uh, regime, era. right? So with yeah. era, yeah. But, but with Ole, like it just. It just everything was just, and even like I like I, I told you a few times, I'm like, what is all this track record? Mm-hmm. Like this, like Manchester United, like it's a, it's one of the the, hot, the hottest seats. Like I don't want to compare it to like, I know it's blasphemy to compare it to like the, the like the US, right? Like the US mm-hmm. presidency seats, but like being the coach of United, like it comes with a lot of pressure. Like you have all these teams like going against you, and you have so much excitement, like so. For me, when Ole was hired, like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't very, very happy to be honest, mm-hmm. because I just felt like Ole did not have any track record, and we're not really playing. Like you just felt like we're playing out of excitement. Like mm-hmm. guys were talking, they were just talking about uh, Ole knows how it feels like to be a player. Ole knows how it feels like to be a striker. He can like coach me up. Like he's bringing up the youths, you know. But like in terms of like game plans, like in terms of like how are we playing. Like it did not look like we had it figured out, even from the get go. Yeah. Right. Which is which is why I say like I feel like it's, it's the guys on the on, on the back on the back scene, right? Like like the the Ferguson's, like who knows, or, or the Woodworks, right? Like like who knows what the, what they're doing at the back? If Ralph, and I think I, I touched this with you a few times, I feel like Ralph has a track record. At least we know what he's about. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurgen Klopp. Which like, I I don't know if I should even take him by his word when he said other teams should be worried like once once since we hired once Ralph comes in, but it's just he has a track record which I'm I'm totally about and like and like Iken has said he's he's German, Germans have a track record and he seemed like he knows he knows areas that we can improve and he has, he has also has a track record of even getting players on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Right of like finding good talents, which is one of the problems that we've had the last few years. Like buying all these players for like high amount of money, being unable to sell them, like unable to make profits. You know, so that makes me happy. Like that makes me believe in the hire, and like I I I think it will work out just so long as the the Glazers, the owners, like actually give in the reins to Ralph. Because it's one thing to have Ralph on the helm, but if they're not letting this guy make the necessary decisions, like okay, do we sell Ronaldo? Like, do we sell uh, Sancho? Do we bench Sancho? Like big decisions like that. Like we need to let Ralph um, make those decisions. If we let Ralph make, make the decisions, then I think we'll be fine. Because like look at Liverpool, like look at, uh, at Chelsea, like these general mm-hmm. coaches that, that are all from his. From his tree, right? Just like with Belichick, I guess with Belichick that's a, that's a totally different um, story. Um, yeah, they're all from the same tree, and they have a good track record, right? So I, I can say, like, like I, I can say when I, when I look at Liverpool, I can say the way they press, like I can say they have a style, they have a pattern, the way like they blitz you, you know, and like um, yeah. you can, I can talk about about Chelsea, like how 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 they're playing now versus before, but. 
if so long as you have a, a coach that has a good track record and knows what he's doing, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a it's a fair fair uh, uh, you know uh, case that you put there. Um, do you think so? Let's say Ralph now gets um, so okay. Something crazy happens. We win something this year. You know, I don't know FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Luckily, somehow we fluke a <laughs> Champions League or something. Uh, do you think Ralph should stay as a permanent manager? Um. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Like, I I like to say like I want to see how how the games go. Um, mm-hmm. because even when, even when he's a permanent manager, like, I feel like he would need over six months of time to get us going. I feel like, yeah. and I believe Rafa's coming from CSK. Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's coming from a Russian team. And I'm reading how like because Locomotive. Rafa, yeah, locomotive, uh, locomotive yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah, he's been a locomotive, and if, I, if memory serves me right, like because of the short time that he's been there, he hasn't really had enough time to like really um, make that much of a change or a difference with them. So I feel well, like I, heard, I, I actually heard since he's been there, they, uh, I think they won the they won the league and they okay. won two two cups because mm-hmm. Raf's role now is no longer. Raf doesn't. He's not. He doesn't manage a lot actually. He, in fact, he spends a lot of time. Building teams, and then when nece- when needed, then he would jump in to managing teams. Um, uh, I think Hoffenheim or Schalke—I can't remember which one—were kind of the last real stint he had as a manager. And then the other time that he kind of did interim manager roles was under Leip- Leipzig, mm-hmm. RB Leipzig. Yeah. So he doesn't like he doesn't go too much and like you know. I'm a manager. He does the manager thing, gets out, and then gets somebody else in, right? So yeah. they actually have been doing well because he's helped them rebuild. Uh, on, I don't, I don't know if he helped them rebuild lo- locomotive, but at least he's helped them build something locomotive that they are winning um, uh, over there. So he has a track record from the, you know, what they call it that, from the office. That's where his track record really sits down. But if you put him as a manager, I think that's where his TV doesn't really back up so so you think he'll be the one to like pick out the coach you think uh yes yes, yes. he yeah. will he will he will most likely be uh picking out the coach so the, the way the deal worked was raf um his agreement was i will come in as the interim and i'll get into a consultancy role but you have to be able to give me what i want mm-hmm. like i have to be able to make decisions and not uh, and whatnot Raf actually, he's walked out. I think he walked out on Hoffenheim or uh, uh, either Hoffenheim or Schalke, one of the one of the two. Mm-hmm. When they sold, oh, was it no, no, was it Hoffenheim? I think it might have been Hoffenheim. So they sold Luis Gustavo, I think, to Bayern, and he didn't agree with the decision. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't agree with the decision, he said, "Look, I'm supposed to be the one making these decisions. You guys did not want me to, to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm out." Mm-hmm. And then he 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 left. He is that ballsy. If he doesn't get what he wants, he yeah. leaves. Yeah. So the 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 glazers, the, the glazers have to be absolutely ready for that. My own thing is I don't think the glazers have actually ever had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more uh, the guys Woodward. like Woodward. Woodward. You know, those are guys who those parasites, right? That those are ones. Yeah, you need to get those are people we need to really get out because yeah, the glazers are bad. Like we're not going to sit here and say they're good. They're not the greatest, but. They've been giving out money. They've been letting their uh, uh, CEOs or chairmen 
completely run the football club while they're out in the United States. So if if um, if Ragnick comes out and says, I'm the guy, you know, this is what I need, give this to me, and they say, hey, it's in his contract that we need to give him this and that, then they have no choice but to do it. And if they don't do it, he walks. Mm-hmm. So Ragnick does not play. He doesn't play around. Yeah. He should definitely he should definitely be the interim for six months and then go into the consultant role. I, I think he should stay. I, I think if Ragnick wins something and let's say the team massively improves mm-hmm. and he wins something, he, he he things go ballistic, he becomes the Champions League uh, um, winner. Mm-hmm. I think he should quit and go to consultancy. I, I think he should uh, well not quit. I, I think he should stick to the plan and go to and go to consultancy. Yeah, don't don't become a manager. Don't become a manager because he's gonna yeah. he's gonna help build right. Right. Then he can, I, I don't he think can the new the new manager. Yeah, like, like you said, based on his track record, I can't manager that, right? Just based no. on like his previous track record. <clears throat> but you know what though? Like, and this is what I'm like, I just I just don't think we have we have the equipment. Like 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 in midfield, for example, right? Like someone like Bogba or like or like uh, Matic or 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 Fred. Right? Like like we have a lot of weaknesses. Like how is he even gonna like make I'm, these guys no. like this is why he needs to come exactly. in. This is why. So this is why he's coming in. So the, uh, in fact, there's already a rumor right now that, and I hate doing this because I don't like listening to transfer stuff until a guy is transferred completely. But there's a rumor right now that Haidara, which is one of the boys from Leipzig right now, he's actually I think he scored a goal against United three uh, two uh, last season um, in the Champions League where where Leipzig beat beat us, but. Haidara, he's trying to get Haidara from Leipzig, which is he's a holding midfielder and he costs 33 million pounds. Mm-hmm. That's his release release clause. United without without Radnick would not do that. Mm-hmm. They would be looking at Vecon rights for 100 million. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So to speak to what you're saying, Obi, with the materials, and this is where you know you mentioned like this team is good. This team has, you know, there's about a, almost about a billion pounds. Uh, worth of value in, in, in players. I actually think that this team is trash. I, I hate to say it. I actually think United team is actually not very good. I think the the, the club needs to be gutted out. Like you need, like look at for example, look at Harry Maguire. Eighty million pounds. Uh, Eighty million pounds for what? How is Harry Maguire eighty million pounds? Right. Well, that's what Leicester wanted for him, and that's what we paid. We paid the money for uh, Harry Maguire. Eighty million pounds. Not even thinking. In my opinion. United should have been looking at guys like, you know, up and comers like Milan, Milan Skrinia from uh, Inter Milan, um, De Vrij from Inter. I think he's also Inter Milan. Wait, Skrinia is now Inter. He's been in Inter for so long. Where have you been? It's, oh, okay, the center back. <laughs> yeah, center back. Yeah. I so, but you don't think Inter would have also like charged us how many? <laughs> Sorry? Sorry, what did you say? I feel like Inter would have charged us just because oh, they use him a I'm, lot in Inter now. I, now that, yeah, of course they use him a lot. But I, I'm telling you that United could have gone away with it because Inter were basically doing like a cash-out discount sale yeah, yeah. on their players mm-hmm. because they don't right. have money. And Sporting right. Direct would have been able to catch this early, gone out there and say, hey, I'll pay, I'll pay you 30 mil for this guy, mm-hmm. right? So things like that, right? That's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, the squad needs gutting. Like you look at Fred. Okay, Fred 
Always shows up for Chelsea. There's one if there's any game in this in, in, in the league that Fred always shows up for, it's against Chelsea, even though he missed his uh the 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 back the pass that uh, uh Mendy gave him. But still, oh, Rod was pissed off in that one, <laughs> yeah. He was, happy, no, he but uh, but yeah, guys like Fred or McTominay, for example, that should not be United's base of our midfield, yeah, yeah. right? Any 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 smart coach will say, look. That's not going to be the base of my midfield. It just doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. right? So, right. the squad needs gutting, in my opinion. You need to clean up. You know, look at this. Look at the center back. Look at the right back. Look at uh, Aaron Wan Bissaka. Everybody, you know, is raving about him and all this stuff. But when you look at what Reese James, Trent Alexander Arnold, Jao Cancelo is doing for the top three teams, you're like this guy doesn't stack up, you know, compared to those levels, right? right. You and look it, at the. And four- it also- yeah. Also, you to just the second what you said too, right? He simply said about Shaw, right? Like how he said, like with Shaw, like yeah. for Man United standards, like he doesn't think like Shaw is, you know. Is so it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably, you're very, you're, you're correct. Yes, absolutely. So he, he, I, I feel like everybody they need to gut him all out. You mentioned Pogba. Pogba probably will not sign a new contract. I feel like he's going to Real Madrid. Um, some people are saying no, he's not going to go to Real. He may go to Juve. Regardless. Pogba is going to be leaving United. I don't think I don't see him uh, resigning. It's, it's, it would be stupid if we somehow resign this guy. Um, you know, you now start to look at uh, uh, what they call the forward line. Cavani is how old, right? Ronaldo is how old. Greenwood is still like a baby. Right? You know what I mean? And then you now, so if you if you really look at it, the only maybe position that you say okay that we're kind of stacked in a way is wings. Because we have Facundo Palestri, Amad Diallo, Jadon Sancho, um, uh, what do you call it, Marcus Rashford. Maybe Martial can play there. Even Martial, I will sell him right now. Yeah, you know me, I love Martial. I will sell him, you know. And this is the thing, Ragnik is the guy that is going to come in and now gut the team. The team needs to be gutted. I keep saying that. Everybody says the team is very good. Yes, they are very good. Individually. Individually. But... So, like they don't work as a team. It just doesn't, you know. They don't. They don't fit as a team. And that's why you need that intelligent mindset, like Ragnik, to come in and not just do it from the coach's side, but to take it up a level at the office side. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah. Um, last but not least, guys, just to kind of kind of wrap things up, the managers, Manchester United managers. So, mm-hmm. who do you think? Should be United's next manager after Ragnik. Let's say Ragnik has done his time. Who would you go for? Ten you have Hag. you have one guy. Pick one guy. Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Why? Because number one, nobody wants the man you job. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that, okay, well, actually, as he says that, wait, wait, just hold up for a second. Yeah. Zidane is the only one that kind of said no. Yeah, yeah. Ernesto Valverde. Well, no, no, did they ask him? Ernesto Valverde was interviewed. Okay, and he was willing to come. And Ernesto Valverde, actually, I, if Ragnar didn't come, you wanted Ernesto. Ernesto Valverde, I was taking. I think I think Ten Hag because Ten Hag already said yes, I would join you, but I would join you after the season. But Pochettino too wants to come. You do, you should not get Pochettino. But but he doesn't. So it's not a matter of people don't want. Like yes, there's, there's um, what's that guy, Luis Enrique, yeah, Lopetegui. But they don't want to join. But just like you said, just like you said a, a few weeks ago, actually, you've been saying this for a while. Getting the man you job is a poison challenge. It's a poison challenge. So if people <laughs> people need to be smart. 
Ten Hag knows that if he's coming, he's coming in like beginning of the season where he can work with the team directly before preseason yeah. and then have them ready for the for the season, which is the perfect plot because I think he wants the job. He already said. I will come after the season is done because mm-hmm. they don't want to leave. I Ajax is doing some bits right now. Yeah. So why should why should he leave, right? They might even go on to to maybe do that semifinal madness again, just like they did last uh, couple years ago. Yeah. And um yeah, so I say go with Ten Hag because Ten Hag knows how to develop a squad. And having Ten Hag side by side with Ragnick is going to be such a good um what do you call it? There's going to be some continuity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and synchronized yeah, synchronized harmony, exactly. And you need that if you're, 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 you need your manager and your technical director or your technical consultant or support, whatever, need to be on the same page if they're going to create something and build something, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, Ten Hag is the guy because right now Conte is already with Tottenham. You can't get Conte. Um, Pochettino said he will come, but I still don't think you should get Pochettino. I think I don't think Pochettino is it, right? Um, based on his just like Obi said, track record, he hasn't won anything. He's come close, but he hasn't won anything. You want to be that guy who takes second place every time for sure. Be my guest. You're just gonna get yourself another Ole. Mm-hmm. But fucking um, what's his name? Ten Hag has won in Ajax for three, four seasons straight, right? So like. They 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 keep doing bits, right? And even in Champions League, they they, they should have won, but obviously total football's um <laughs> what do you call it, total football's philosophy and they lost that because they just did not um what do you call it, manage the game properly mm-hmm. in that game against Tottenham. Right. Okay. So now uh Obi, um pointing it to you, who should be Manchester's United's next permanent manager? I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with uh, with Ikenna. It's just, it's yeah. just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like with Ten Hag, like, I just, I just foresee like an exodus. Like, I, I don't think we have the players, you know, to really work a system. So like, it's just gonna, it's just gonna, it needs to, it needs to happen. It's just if, gonna if be that, like another. That's what it is. It needs to happen. Yeah, it Sorry. would be. It's just gonna be like another like chop, like you know, like another like reset the game, like. I, I think Pochettino could also be in the um he could also be in line as well. Um or even Brandon Rogers, right? But for me personally, yes, I'll I'll go with um Ten Hag. Just like he like he kinda mentioned, just to have that continuity, right? Just mm-hmm. to have like less friction, hopefully, and they're all in the same they're all the same system. Mm-hmm. Right. So there'll be no confusion, right? Everybody'll be on the same page. So yeah. yeah. I'm here. I would, I would, I would agree with you guys. I would say though, if Ten Hag, for whatever reason, isn't gonna come, our next over is already out. It is again, uh, and people may be like, "Oh, you know, he don't, he doesn't play great for." I've heard, I've heard stupendous things like, oh, he, does, really good he doesn't play good football. They don't pass. They don't." And I say, "Look, guys, like, have you guys? Did you guys watch Ernesto? You know, when they played." Uh, against United, knocked United out, you know, with Barcelona, prime Emerson at that time. So, um, and then since he's left, since Ernesto has left uh, uh, Barca, they haven't won anything. He he left them when he was first. Look at Barca yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Ernesto, I would say, even in a way, is kind of their equivalent to our Mourinho because 
Ernesto was winning all these things and they still hated him because he didn't have the and, and Ernesto, the, I think the Barcelona reason why, uh, um, you know, Barcelona is Champions League, right? Barcelona, Real Madrid, yes. they're all Champions League. So they don't matter if what you're doing in the league because they know they're going to be um, top four regardless. So they they basically want to win the league. That's why Ernesto was not. And he won the league twice with them. No, that's not that's not the thing. But Barca don't really care too much about that. No, they won Champions now. League. They will now. Yeah, with Xavi coming in. Exactly. But the thing is, um, what do you call it? That they had to look at the failures that were brought in the Champions League with mm-hmm. Ernesto. And that, that those games should have been won. It was 3-0. You were up 3-0. Yeah. You should have taken it. And don't go 2-0 down on, on Juve after you already lost 5-1 or 5-0 to PSG. Mm-hmm. And you did the madness to come back and win it. But then when you went to Juve, mm-hmm. Juve played you out the park. It was 2-0. And then the, Juve going to park that bus. Mm-hmm. They're going to park that bus. Good luck breaking us down. And the are not your football. Come mm-hmm. and see us. Yeah. You know? But uh, um, when they played Liverpool and the game was 3-0, they should have had... Messi also cried because Messi, Messi, Messi told them in the game uh, against Liverpool, after the game, he told them, we have to be careful in the first leg. He's like, we have to be careful because if you look around, I looked around and all my guys were all dead. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that is true. But that's not... I don't believe that was an actual problem. And the reason why it's not an Netflix problem because he was dealing with the problems now. Yeah, finally here. Yeah, yeah. He was dealing with it at the early stage. Mm-hmm. Aging players, people who couldn't like, you know, uh, uh, the, the the guys who were supporting the squad were not the right fit for the squad. Yeah. but know, didn't like didn't it, all so, the all the guys that came in were all his buys. He wanted them. Yeah, no, right? I, I, he still had to deal with Gerard Piquet in the back line. Yes, yes. Sergio Busquets. Right? Yeah, but he also so, had uh, what's his name. Um, is that, is that uh, what's the other guy's name? The other, the other guy. Like, uh, no, 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 the black guy, the center back. Uh, Umtiti? Umtiti. Well, Umtiti is an injury-prone guy, right? You at, know, at that point, though, he wasn't, these... he wasn't injury-prone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But still, you know, at the end of the day, he was winning the league. And I think, like, if they had kept him still, they may have, you know, as I said, you know, Ernesto Valverde is our Omorio. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing, you know. We 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 marshal Mourinho out, yeah. And then now I would never take Mourinho back, regardless, because I don't believe in all that stuff. But <laughs> you know, Mourinho. I, didn't I need day, to watch a robot game. He was he was, was right about a lot of things. So there you go. So yeah. anyway, I think that's it, guys. I don't think uh, we have anything else to cover. I think um, we need to talk about you know, uh, um, the, the the guys who are coming up, the joke club. That no. are actually pulling their weights right now. I don't care about no joke. Club. Do you know who it is? <laughs> no, bro. No, it's the one who we thought was gonna be shit all season. They actually above you guys in the in the, in the table. Right, so? Yeah. Nah, we're not gonna give our second. Um, so here's oh, the thing. Because Arsenal, yeah, are losing horribly against you know. Any decent team they face, yeah. And then they are a regular team. They win one nothing, two uh-huh. nothing. You know, it's it's a joke. But it's what if what joke. if this what if this is the pathway to the to the title? <laughs> they're not getting. They're not. Arsenal. They're going to oh, end, end up in Europe. Uh, European League. You think so? Huh? Europa League. Right? Obi, I don't know what you think, but I think Arsenal. Obi, Obi, what do you think, bro? 
I like to do. I, I don't know what it's being called, to be honest. But we, I got an idea to make to make is beating a team just supposed to beat. Yeah, right, like that's 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 what it's about. Yeah, we Mind talk about now. we talk about this all the time. You know, we just need to beat the guys that we need to beat. Right, it's like Manu now. Like Manu, play Chelsea. We we'll get point from Chelsea, right? But then we're gonna play Leicester or like we play like Aston Villa, you know, or play West Ham. I guess West Ham is a good team mm-hmm. now, but that's you know, for example. And then you you dropping points to them, right? Like that's you know, like that's that's what's frustrating. So you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, and and take take this in. Take take this in as well. Um, Arsenal is tied right now with West Ham in fourth place. Uh, I will say one thing: how many games? Thirteen. Thirteen games. Yeah. Look, and they've I played would, all their hardest fixtures. They play you guys next, right? They play us next. I, I would even go on a limb and say they are going to put the maximum bumps in the road for them. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, they will be able to do Anyway. Let's but that's it. We'll see how it goes, man. But yeah. uh, it's been fun, Obi. I really appreciate you joining the call. Um, that was that was quite exciting. Yes, uh, we should do it again hopefully next time. Uh, but for everybody else that's listening in on the show, uh, we just want to say thank you guys for listening in. And uh, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, do all the do all the good fun stuff. But uh, just want to say thank you all for listening to the show.